You're listening to a Broadmoor Podcast production. Well, hey, listeners. Today, we get the chance to explore Psalm 34 from this past Sunday's message. And in our discussion, we're going to talk a lot about um, sanctification. What does it look like to continue to grow in our faith? But also the struggle that we often face as we, uh, we pursue God. And, and I think a, a final thing is, is what, is it, what does it mean to really fear the Lord? We're so glad you decided to join us. And this is After the Message. All right, guys, welcome to the podcast. Hey, hey. What's up? What's up, Neil? How are you guys doing? Great. Happy Monday morning. Mm. Yeah. It feels more like a Monday than normal to me today. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, I was just, you're old. I, I, mean, I, I, I mean, that's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> that's always a default answer for me. <laughs> the daily reminder. Uh, so today we have... Uh, Low crowd. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. by caliber of people or what number? <laughs> just by number. Well, uh, you, know, right. you never know. So we got Mark. We have Chris Grote. Yeah. Go ahead. There it is. All right. That magical singing voice now on the microphone. He does have a smooth voice. He does. Yeah. And then Sean Selman back from Ministry Leaf. Yeah. It does feel like a Monday morning. Welcome back. Mm. I bet it's pretty heavy for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So good though. Yeah. So without Josh Braddy today, he's not Mm. here. So yeah. No Mike Hate, no Josh Braddy. Um, Up to the scrubs to carry the weight. We might just talk about <laughs> movies and ice cream. I don't know. I mean, I'm good with that. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> oh, man. So let's not. Let's and Let's not. go jump straight in, right? Psalm 34. Um, mm. A beautiful story mm. with a lot of back. We spent a lot of our time talking about the background of this mm. psalm. Um, and Josh did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, great. he did. He took. He took a big chunk of his time to. I feel like I was in a in a yeah. seminary class. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It was good. If what's, you could keep up with it, it was it was great. So, what's that to you about the background of this story? I, you know, I appreciated a couple of things about it. One is, um, what with him sharing all of that, there's lots of information that you may not have realized that you got. Mm-hmm. One is um, the fact that you find different names in the Old Testament. And so oftentimes that can be confusing. So I really appreciated him because if you read it at first glance, you might think Ahimelech is Abimelech, not Achish, you know. And so, um, so yeah, just, just the idea of knowing that those um, inconsistent, I, I want to say inconsistencies, are not mm-hmm. error. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that was a huge huge point, mm-hmm. you know, in understanding the Old Testament. Um, I, I love knowing that a psalm is written and it has background. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to find that if you look at that, what Josh referred to as verse zero or the, the heading of a psalm, a lot of times you'll get some information on what those background stories. Um, probably one that's more familiar to us is Psalm 51 um, out of the story of David and Bathsheba. But, but knowing that David um, or even some of the psalms written by the kings, that there's background. Like they're writing those psalms out of experience. Mm-hmm. And 
and taking what they're experiencing in life and, as Josh points us to, magnifying the Lord or even holding it up to truth. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's an important piece. Um, they're not just writing a song to write a song. They're actually magnifying or mm-hmm. uh, making a point about something, and usually that has something to do with who God is or God's character, um, those kinds of things. And so so really, uh, really important to know backstory. Or, or who I am in response to who God that, is. That's right. right. That's right. Psalm 51, yeah. They're, they're real too. You, you hear the person struggle, but, yeah. but they always – they don't anchor there. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't base their final conclusion on what they're feeling or what they're experiencing. They base their final conclusion on the truth that they have about who God is and who He said He is, and who He's proven Himself mm-hmm. to be. So, and I think you see that in the Psalms, and that's what's so cool about knowing the backstory. This is what's going on with David. He's acting crazy. He's scared. He's he's I mean, he's questioning God. He's all the things that we feel. And then he turns and writes Psalm 34, which is, I mean, it gives you so much more fullness to how you understand and and feel what David was going through, and then yet what he turned to, yeah, to say, I'm going to turn and give him the weight and the glory. Mm, that's right. I think for me, when I as I listen to you say that, the I have a tendency, which is when I go back and read the Old Testament or read just any characters, right, historically, I think I disconnect them from reality like mm-hmm. like they're cleaned up glossy and so mm-hmm. when i even when i read this thing about david i'm like it doesn't i don't really take time to slow down and like mm-hmm. go what is that what does that mean mm-hmm. um yeah. that he was changing his behavior and he's acting this way and go oh you know <laughs> like mm-hmm. like ain't none of us following that dude today yeah right we're not listening to a guy that acts that way yeah but god used him yeah mm-hmm. crazy and, and I think also when we then when I look at my life and the things that go on in my head and my sinfulness or my fear. We wouldn't fear, be following you either, would I we? No. No. <laughs> no. Right? Hey, and another thing, I guess it just hit me. Um you think about that. I mean, what what David does is deceptive. Mm-hmm. Um it almost seems absurd. No doubt. And him looking back on it, hmm. he doesn't go, hey, look what I did to escape that. Yeah. He went, oh, my gosh, even in my <laughs> stupidness, God rescued me, right? No, or he says, like, oh, look at what I did to try to escape that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. like, it's just that whole idea of, of uh, while looking back of how God is faithful, mm-hmm. even, even maybe in this poor decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me, it is a tendency also to not... And if we don't have a rhythm of self-reflection and Sabbath or confession, yeah. we move so quickly past our own motives and our own behaviors that we forget that this is That's right. this mm-hmm. is a narrative that continues. That's it's, right. It's our story wow. of of um, oppression, exile, brokenness, and his story of grace yeah, and justice. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm. Which is where Josh landed. I don't want to jump ahead, but that's that's where he goes. And that's where this passage goes is our story to the world is not our cleaned up, buttoned up, mm-hmm. well present, presented presentation, 
whatever that word is. <laughs> well, it's not that. It's our brokenness and our yeah. craziness and That's our great. weirdness, strange things that we do and the insecurities and the fears that we have. But yet God is still magnified through mm-hmm. our stories. Mm-hmm. In our sanctification, in our brokenness, yes, but also in our continued pursuit and becoming, yeah. mm-hmm. right? That's right. Yeah. And that's a good catch. Yeah. Um, it's not that we sit in that brokenness right? That's and, right. Yeah. and we, we're content with it, um, but we're not um, – it, it's, it's not that, that he still can't use us in the midst of the brokenness. Right. But for his glory, he continues to – grow us in that sanctification process mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. He made a statement. Let's, let's just go ahead and camp out there for a while. Uh, I think Brady made a statement, and in my, at least in my notes, it was your story, but his glory. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I think about that, and I play that out through Jesus's teachings, and I look at something like an Acts 1-8, where it's there, they're instructed to go be his witnesses in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the ends of the earth. I think we complicate that idea of witnesses like we have to be an mm. expert witness mm-hmm. on a court hearing versus mm-hmm. just a witness. And the witness is simply there to share what he or she knows. Right. What was your experience? Yeah. Uh-huh. What'd you see? What'd you hear? What'd you taste? That's mm-hmm. good. Um, I was broken. I was afraid, whatever. And yet I tasted him. And that's my story. Yeah. I, I, I do think we have to be careful. So, like, he made the statement, you don't have to be a theologian. Totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. You do not have to have a seminary education. You, you don't have to be, um, you know, super intelligent in order to share your story or the gospel. Thankfully. But yep. but it cannot be void of Jesus either. Mm. What do you say like, about that? Um, I, I think a lot of times we'll get wrapped up in sharing our experiences. And before we know it, we've either... Once again, we've either brought attention to ourselves, hmm. or we've we've left Jesus completely out of it. Like, what is it about Jesus that actually has changed us and has actually rescued us? That's good, yeah. right? And so, so maybe like if I if I share a story of brokenness and I go, hey, you know, I was um, I was lost, you know, I was I was a sinner, I struggled with these things, whatever that may be, and then. Then, uh, then I'm at Jesus, and man, life is just so good now. Da da da. Mm-hmm. And if and if I'm not careful, I will skip over why Jesus has changed me, and what what is the rescuing fact of the gospel, yeah. like the fact that Jesus came, he lived a perfect life, he died the death I deserved, he rose again to conquer and and uh, be over sin, death, hell, and the grave. Like, like if, I, if I if I miss out on that, I create this really great experience story mm-hmm. that is absent of the gospel. Mm-hmm. That's good. And so I, I need I need to be able to communicate wh- why would I trust in Jesus and why does Jesus rescue? Why does the Lord deliver? Um, why is He a healer? Um, I I can't just like tip my hat at him and then rest on my experience, mm-hmm. right? That's good. I, I need to have the truth of the gospel in there. And we know that because we've responded to it. Right. Hmm. And so I, I encourage you, like, is if you're sharing your testimony, what is it about Jesus that you responded to? Mm-hmm. Um, include yeah. that in your story. Mm-hmm. Like, don't yeah. skip over that and don't gloss over that. I heard a great uh, quote. I think it was Dever, Mark Dever, who said, like, our uh, – how the gospel changed our life, our relationship with the Lord can't just be like a personal 
like mm-hmm. thing that we keep to ourselves, but that we uh, should be encouraged and enabled through his word to share it with others. And that's why I love when he kind of broke down verse three, um, which says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me mm-hmm. and let us exalt his name together. Um, and he kind of opened the, uh, the service talking about glory mm-hmm. and, and kind of giving, this is something that we put value in the things that we glorify and we lift them up and say, God, it belongs to you. And Josh said like to magnify is much like to glorify. And that's where he talks about, but it's not something small that we're trying to make bigger through like a microscope, but Mm -hmm. it's something big and glorious that much like a telescope, we're the ones who need to see it in proper perspective. Mm -hmm. And then he had this great quote. I loved it. uh, That our words will always uh, magnify what we love and cherish Mm -hmm. the most. And I I think like what you're saying, Sean, is that, um, that probably is a fruit of our discipleship and sanctification is mm-hmm. we are, we feel compelled. Hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you about what mm-hmm. he's done for me. I've tasted, I have seen that mm-hmm. he is good. And I don't want to keep that to myself. I want to share that with you right? Uh, because all those things bring God the most glory. And that's kind of what we were created to do is, right. is to, is to bring him glory. Yeah. And so I think if you read down through the Psalm, you see all of that. Mm-hmm. You see David describe who he is and what he's experiencing and what he's feeling, but he he uses the words bless and magnify the Lord. And then the, in the end, that those who take refuge in him mm-hmm. will not be condemned. So, so you have the gospel wrapped up mm-hmm. inside of even David's psalm here. Mm-hmm. Of there's no, there was condemnation. There is none who now place their trust in who God is and, and what he's done. Mm-hmm. And so you you still see that piece of the gospel there. Um, and so just, just being mindful of that, that, yes, David shares his experience, his feelings, what, what he's struggling through. But he also gives us a full picture of the gospel mm-hmm. of that there was condemnation, but there no longer is yeah, because his good. trust is not in himself, not in what he's done, but in who the Lord is. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so just, I think just be mindful of that. Mm. Well, I think, I, do you guys um, I think that thing is sharing our story uh, is that we get to the point what Jesus has done for me and we stop it there rather than. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you what is still going on, mm-hmm. and when he, mm-hmm. what I'm, be, what he's becoming in mm-hmm. me now. That's good. Yeah. Why do you think we tend to forget the current stuff when we do our testimonies and just focus on that what one, he did for me and our yeah. salvation rather than our sanctification? Yeah. Go ahead. I don't want to talk too much. I was going to make a quick, <laughs> a quick note that that you know, for for a lot of people, that's a moment that they can go back to and remember, mm-hmm. and so it it has made a huge impact on them, and. and Life is such a roller coaster after that it can you can kinda I think get stuck in the weeds of daily discipleship, following the Lord. That it every day that you're walking with the Lord doesn't hit you with such maybe the spiritual mm-hmm. or emotional That's high exactly. than mm-hmm. the day that maybe you remember your the day of your salvation. And so I do think it can be I think the what Sean was I think kind of pointing out was it can be easy to I mean that Maybe that's all you can think of, that emotion that you felt, and it stops there. 
I think there's more to it that you can mm. uncover. And I think Josh was saying near the end, it's like, it's not, it shouldn't be this pretty. And you, you mentioned this too, mm-hmm. Mark. It shouldn't be this pretty polished. Right. Everything's okay. Um, right. But to learn how to, um, I guess, glorify God, even, you know, as Josh mm-hmm. was saying in those times where he's feels the most broken and I don't want to jump too far, you know, in, in the sermon, but talks about how in Christ, as Christians, we will experience, even the righteous will experience affliction. Affliction. And things won't always go our way or be the way that we desire. And that can glorify God too. It's mm-hmm. not absolutely it's not God condemning us, it's God sanctifying us. Mm-hmm. Yes, having a conversation with someone really who knows me really well and they gave me some feedback and they were asked we were engaged in this conversation of I think it was around what is Jesus doing now, but the person said, I just I wish I had seen you fail hmm. because in watching you I don't know that I've seen you fail. And I was like, well, let me tell you, you're not paying attention close enough. <laughs> but but it was someone who kind of um, in their life, I was in a position of either mentorship or discipleship. And their feedback was, I because I didn't see you, you didn't let me into that. I don't know how to fail as a follower mm-hmm. of Jesus in my, wow. in my journey. And how I was like, oh, that is, we have to continue the story of what he's doing and what is still being chipped away um, and in glorifying him in those ongoing struggles as much as the salvation experience, it's also the daily dying to self yes. and those things that equally glorify him. I would so Does that I make would sense? say yes, I would For say sure. it, another way to say it is this is that we put so much emphasis on the salvation moment and justification. Uh, so there's your big word there for from back in Romans, right? We put so much in, uh, emphasis on justification. I think some of it comes from we don't understand the process of sanctification, the ongoing work of Christ to make us more like him. Mm-hmm. And you've done some some training on that recently and and how do how do we navigate that? And how do we understand that? How do we live in it even of allowing uh, the truth of God, uh, feedback from other believers, the Holy Spirit to convict us um to, to basically reflect on how we respond and how we receive certain things and understand the work that Christ is, is doing in us to, to make us more like him. I think, I think we forget that. And I think it's, it may be a lack of understanding too, that there it's not just that one work it's the ongoing work of Christ. Um, and so, so sanctification is such a really a beautiful part of the believer's story Right. And I think we forget to share those pieces. All right. I, I, I agree. And I think there's there's different contexts for different relationships. But there's but. a lot. <laughs> I think sometimes we, we're on the other side, though. As we disciple people, we are so interested, Neil, in what you're saying, in helping them see where I'm growing or what I'm learning, and I'm going to give you what I'm learning. I'm going to... I'm gonna, passed down to you um, examples of what God's doing in me, and there's testimony of growth and sanctification. Well, in doing that, sometimes we are protective and we hide the areas that we continue to fail and that we continue to struggle with because we don't want that person that we're discipling to see those parts of us because we feel like that's not good discipleship. We just want to help them grow and be sanctified as I'm being sanctified. I just feel the tension in, in sometimes the, 
the lack of vulnerability in the way we disciple people because we want to protect their image of us. Mm. Is that right? Mm. I think so. I think we want to protect our image of ourselves in front of yeah. one another. Yes, I would argue. Sure. I yeah. would argue that the sharing of the failures is part of sanctification. I, I agree. Right. I mean, it's like on that's, our scripture. That's, like we have a whole story of David, like right. in his journey of becoming more like his savior. Mm. Like you get a snapshot of what that looks like when that's pressed. Right. This is what happens. Right. Um, and it results in affirmation and praising, magnifying mm. God rather than himself. Yeah. But right. it's using the story of something absurd. Huh. Right. Right. Um, now, I think another thing that we can't miss is is um, Josh asked us to think of that person, right? Who's that person you're going to share your story with? That matters as well. Mm-hmm. Like, it mm-hmm. may be that I'm about to share my story with a person who I know has never made a decision to follow Christ. And so sanctification may not necessarily be the part that I need to emphasize. Right. I need to That's emphasize good. justification. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need to emphasize a moment that I respond to Jesus. Whereas if I'm in a discipleship conversation mm-hmm. and, and I'm walking along with another believer, that may change what part of my story I share and how God's at work in right. it. And so I think that, that also think affects how we share our story. Yes. One more stab. I, I completely agree with you. But I also think going back to the why we don't, I think it's pride in a lot of ways because I can point back to justification and I'm okay to talk about my sin pre-salvation because the Lord redeemed me of that. And I can talk about this moment where I went from sinner and messed up to, hey, now I'm saved. Well, that's safe. We, we, can, we, can, we can kind of dismiss that, oh, that's before I met Jesus. That's a little safer than me confessing the ongoing work because then I have to reveal the ongoing struggles. That's right. Hopefully in the context of sanctification. Right. But I think it's safer and more protective to go back to the moment rather than to keep going with the ongoing struggles that we mm-hmm. face. That that takes a little more humility and vulnerability. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to switch topics just for a second sure. time because we also you guys were circling around something pre-podcast recording that there may be a a segue into this, but we're maybe completely separate. The other one was choosing not to fight. Hmm. That was the other thing I heard us kind of circling around. What were you? Well, let's give them context of what mm-hmm. Josh said. Yeah. There. I, I, go I, ahead. I, no, go ahead. You're smarter <laughs> than me. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, he, he was just talking about um, the whole idea of, um, trying. I think it was in verses 11 through 14, um, just the whole idea of, of of turning away from what's evil, um, but turning to God, um, and the whole idea is why do we feel the need to continue to fight the battle or to struggle? And and I think it was this whole idea that David is resting in who God is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so and and to to seek the things of God, and so why do we? Why do we see it as this ongoing, like, I've got to, I've got to, almost um, works-driven type right. mentality? Um, so why do, we, why do we always feel the need to do that, the, the need to struggle and the need to battle? Right. I mean, for me, there is a struggle that doesn't go away at this point. Right. Uh, so it's like a – now, it may, it may ebb and flow or change over seasons, but inside the my old self, my old man, who has been crucified hmm. – 
and died, but I'm still living in a broken flesh mm-hmm. with spirit, with a battle of spiritual war things around me in a broken world. Therefore, um, mm. there is still uh, hopefully a posture of humility that my, the work is not done, mm. and also a sense of gratitude that the battle has already been done, but not yet. Like it's already, yeah. but not yet. Sure. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Is my that theology right on that? Yes, I think okay. it is right, and that makes sense. I didn't hear it that way. Okay. I had it from a different angle of we rest in him and the work that he's doing. Why do we engage and fight with such energy about things that are he's already promised to give us the victory over? I didn't look at it internally as Good. I went Go there out, then. Okay. Let's go there. Outside. That makes okay. – It might be both. Sure. Our pastor's not here today to tell us. So we, can, we can just we can believe whatever we want. Like. That's right. Go and I, that. think, I think it could fit both, but my my head went to just the strife and the struggle in the world around us and the the things that we want to fight for that he says, rest. I've already given you victory there. So we've talked about this before. Does that mean we just become passive and dismissive and stand on the sideline and say, he's already got the victory. We don't have to engage here. And I don't think that's what Josh was saying. Right. So what what is healthy fighting and what right. does it mean to to fight in a way that's kingdom minded and still resting at the same time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I think you see and even even God describes David as a man after or pursuing his own heart, right? So that that's even a description we have of the man who wrote the psalm. And so there is a uh, I think an active pursuit, I think it has more to do with where our confidence is placed. Mm. Mm. Right. So is our confidence in what we're able to do? Is it is it mm. in the whether they be good things or I've got to fix this or, hey, look what I've done. Is the confidence in ourself or is our confidence in the Lord, in the work that he's doing, in the victories he, he has already won, the mm-hmm. battle that he's already already finished? Like our confidence as we pursue these things is that God has, like you said, already won the battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's continuing to do a work. And as I'm pursuing those things, I can rest um, in the security of knowing that my God has me. And my confidence is in him completing the work that he began in me, mm-hmm. right? Um, it doesn't mean I just sit back and do whatever I want right. to do. No, I want to I want to turn away, as David says, I want to turn away from what's evil. Mm-hmm. And I want to turn to the things that are good and are, are about God, right? So. so if you do that, then what becomes your motives and how you view your enemy? If that's the posture you take. Mm. Yeah. I, yeah. You you look at them as folks that need need the same redemption that I need, right? Um, and, and so, and I'd say we don't see them as the threat because they're not our threat anymore. That's right. We, we don't. They're not threatening me. They're not threatening my eternity. God's got that, mm-hmm. right? So I don't have to fear them. I don't have to be angry at them. Mm-hmm. I don't have to protect myself from them. I can engage my enemy, uh-huh. but I engage them with love and peace and rest and a settled soul. Is what it. That's right. Is what I heard. Hmm. I think that's right. I think this, that's the the resulting posture for us as we engage whatever the fight is is 
a healthy view of who God is, a healthy, uh, a clear view of who image bearers are mm-hmm. yeah. and what the mission is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, um, I think that's how God does his work is as we're being pressed by our enemies, when we respond mm-hmm. as Jesus instructs us to respond, the rest of the world will look at us and see something different that's and right. the Holy Spirit will do a work in them when the Holy Spirit does that work. And we can rest in that. We're not responsible mm-hmm. for those things. That's right. It actually frees us up to tell our story. Yeah. But for me, I will bite a hook and then I'm off to the races on something oh, that yeah. actually distracts from his glory. That's mm-hmm. right. And magnifying self mm-hmm. or the wrong, a religious thing rather yeah. than a faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll add a, just a quick small point that I think it can be. Yeah, I'm interested in Chris. You're the youngest one in here. So, like, yeah, so I can't. When we talk about social activism and being engaged I, I am interested just to kind of hear your your thoughts your perspective yeah well I was not just, to distract you with where you were going but I just sure I was, I was wanting to hear you um I just feel like I'm at the point in my life where I'm still trying to to learn and and uh shut my mouth more than I open it no open it up <laughs> a lot of things <laughs> um I, but the question of like why do we you know continue to continue the fight and the struggle. And uh, I remember Josh talking about the verse, um, verse 10, young lions suffer uh, mm. want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing and, and talked about how we can be so ambitious. Mm. Um, and I think some of that is because we secretly, um, just in our depravity, like to steal God's glory from him mm-hmm. too. We like the... Um, the accolades and when we do accomplish something, we fight for something and we, we win a battle. Uh, we like to be glorified through that. I think in our sinfulness and in our sanctification mm. where I think that's such a big, a big trap for us, I think, and why, why we should fear the Lord. And like, mm-hmm. do one of you want, want to explain what it means to Josh for just really quickly broke that down. But I think a lot of Christians can kind of get thrown off by what does it mean uh, to fear the Lord and to live in a in a posture of humility uh, to Him. Who wants yeah. to take that? Yeah, that's a big that's a big recurring <laughs> theme. I'm, I'm looking, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. looking back but, at scripture here. So well, to fear in that context is is the way I try to to pray through it. Is um, I want to see Him more clearly. And who he is in my relationship to him. Like, how am I? What is my posture? What is my position? And what is his position? And that that leads to, hopefully and prayerfully, just an immense respect and awe is kind of the word I like to use mm-hmm. to help me just step back and and see his greatness and his bigness and be in awe of him and respect mm-hmm. him. And there's a fear. Is a is a word that you can describe that that is not the same as a cowering, scared of right. fear, but just an awe and respect that's overwhelmed by his bigness and his grace and his goodness and his sovereignty and his character. So there's a refuge in that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, I think there's um, fear even in I mean there's refuge even in that which you yes. in this context fear. That's yeah, great. I think right. uh I was looking I'm glad you brought that up because it Fear the Lord, you saints. Um, come children, I'll teach you what it means to fear the Lord. Um, so I I think, 
it, it, it comes to understanding my right place, mm-hmm. right? Not, not in the, not in the sense of, of like you said, cowering or uh, I, I don't, I don't need to, don't to approach. Hide. Mm-hmm. I, I, I need, I need to hide. I need to run. Mm-hmm. But instead of no, there is no one or no thing greater than God, mm-hmm. including myself. Mm-hmm. But because it goes back to what you were saying, yeah. we, we like to be glory stealers, right? right? And so. Mm-hmm. If I have myself in the right place, and I think that's more so um, your children, mm-hmm. right? If your children, then that means he's your father, and he's he's going to care for you as his children. Um, it, it goes on. If you're saints, then you've you've been redeemed. You've you've been uh, set apart as holy. Yeah, and so you can enter his presence. And <clears throat> but you you understand that he is God, right? That he deserves all glory, yeah. honor, majesty. So to me, it's about a more of a positional thing. Mm-hmm. Like, am I in the right place? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, or good. have I moved myself in a position of, I, I want to be God. Mm-hmm. Um, so to have that respect, um, that recognition of who he is, that, yeah. that puts me in the right place or in the right posture. Mm-hmm. To actually pursue and even receive the things that God has for me. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that's I, I think that's, that's a good mm-hmm. and big picture of fear. And, that's right. <laughs> and to me, that's, that is sanctification mm. is that's where you grow. Yeah. You grow in that um, picture, that posture. I hope that my understanding of my posture before him looks different yeah. 10 years from now than it does today. Not just that I do this better, I stop doing this, I do this more. But if my if that changes in me every mm-hmm. day where I see him more clearly as bigger and I become smaller, sanctification will happen. But yeah. it'll happen because it's something he's doing on my insides. Y'all can't see my hands, but I'm <laughs> it's it's my soul. He'll 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 do the yeah. internal work so that good. will lead to the external. Yeah. Go ahead, Sean. You're fixing to say something I was, funny. I was going to say something. I was going to mark's miming. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was doing the mom. It must be this seat. I'm in Sean's seat today, and I was right. miming. Yep. All right. Last last question. Last question. Here we go. Uh, looking at, I loved Josh describing uh, his time with Lydia and her wanting mm. to watch him, mm-hmm. him come watch her outside. Yeah, that's right. And the safety that provides. And you're looking at verse 15. The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, and his ears toward their cry. This is more of a curiosity question, more of a personal question rather than a theological question. Can you think of a time in your life where you realized God, like, get the freedom you had in mm. in living life and being obedient or just living life in, in liberty because you knew his eyes were on you and it was um, safe in a way because – really? Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, for me, I've had the opposite struggle. Huh. Um historically i had to come out of a season or a pretty good chunk of life where having him watch me was more fearful wow right because mm-hmm. of performance anxiety around my performance and around legalism mm. so it, him watching me felt more oppressive <laughs> for a long season of my life mm. okay that makes sense knowing your story right yeah. yeah yeah which is so sad but it resonated me the story i was like mm. yes 
You know, like I want <laughs> yeah, that. You know, and sometimes I feel yeah. that, and sometimes I still have to go back to undoing some some thoughts. Isn't that I, weird? Mm, no, it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. We hear that that God sees all and hears all, and a frame for that is therefore don't mess up. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, sure. Yes. Um, yes. Another yeah. frame is therefore enjoy live life abundantly. Knowing that you have your protector, your refuge hey, yeah. watching over you. Okay, so I'm going to jump back because I think it has to do with fear. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And it's that it's the wrong fear. Uh huh. Um, is that if we see that God's face being toward us, which, by the way, is is the the actual picture of blessing to turn yeah. your face toward. Mm. Um, so that good. that right there to have your face toward something um, is not that whole idea of like, I'm waiting for you to mess up so I can zap you. Right. Kind of thing. It's the whole um, idea of um, I'm, I'm watching with joy, my Mm -hmm. children, I'm smiling over you, you know? Yeah. And so to have your face turned toward um, has to have his face turned toward us is to say that our Lord is watching us with joy and extravagant grace mm-hmm. and love and mercy and is ready to mm. give that. And so in that, I now have this respect and this posture of going, my, my God can handle anything right. that I experience in this life because my heavenly father is, is watching over That's me right. versus if I'm not careful, I go, Ooh, God's watching me. So now I'll cower mm-hmm. And I'm paralyzed because now I have I have the wrong perspective of fear. Or I'll yes. hide, disconnect, yeah. yep, flee. You know, I'll, I'll cover up. Yeah. And so, and, and the irony the irony is you can't from God. I know. That's, that's, right. Right. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. So, and because you can't, then what I do is I just disconnect. Yeah. And yeah. pretend. Yeah. You know. Wow, that's really good. So. Good. Um, yeah. so um, Wow, I didn't expect the conversation going this way. Well, no, I just had a good counseling session. So I can save some money this no, week. No, <laughs> here's mine then, kind of closing our time. So I'm I'm preaching this next Sunday, and I'm oh, I'm yes. preaching Psalm 42 and 43, and the whole psalm is about why is my soul um, cast down? Why am mm. I in turmoil? Why is my soul there? Mm. And so as I was doing the work, getting ready to kind of write the sermon, I actually text uh, several guys uh, on Saturday. I was like, uh, before I can write, like. I haven't done some work on the loss of my father. Mm. Mm. And so I wrote a letter to him. Um, and the last line in that letter, um, I might get through it. Um, talks about like that. I just miss being seen by him. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Mm. That's um, good. And the last line says, um, yet, uh, while I miss being seen by you, I'm in a new chapter, and I, I'm I long to be seen by my heavenly Father mm-hmm. in a way that only a son can be seen by a father. Mm-hmm. And um, when we're seen by Him, it is uh, with rich love and care, mm-hmm. rather than punitive yeah. wrath. Yeah. The wrath has already been taken care for by by Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, man. That's good. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a great ending. Yeah. A great yeah. tie-in to... Mm. And a lead into next week. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, love you guys. Thank you guys for being here. Chris, glad you are here on the microphone today, too. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's good to be here. Mm. This has been a production of Broadmoor Baptist Church. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with others and don't forget to subscribe. To help us spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe as well. They can find us wherever they prefer to get their podcasts. And if you'd like more information about Broadmoor, please visit our website at broadmoor.org or connect with us on your favorite social media platform where we're listed as at my Broadmoor. Thanks for listening.